Hello and welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. In life, what happens is we kind of lose sight about what we're here to to be, to, to feel. We're not here to just be here and kind of feel just okay. We're down here to feel bliss. Now, it takes a certain kind of genius to manufacture bliss out of what is given to us here in this physical realm. There's countless pain that we see around us, especially in war-torn areas. We're looking at it now with the conflict in the Middle East. It's, it's a physical world, and there's just so much ego involved and so much anger and, and negative emotion and just like it's overtaking people. And when when negative emotion overtakes somebody, they get a certain pleasure, a certain bliss out of inflicting pain on whoever they believe to be the source of the negativity or the reason for it. So there becomes sort of this sadism against our enemies mentality. And then that becomes a way of feeling good. But that's only from a deficit of feeling like shit. So we need to be able to manufacture a bliss in a peaceful sense where it's not harming anyone else. We're not getting bliss from hurting anyone. Because if you are deriving any kind of bliss from getting revenge or hurting or anything like that, you are putting yourself in a cycle of 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 hell and you're going to go to hell for eternity because there's no escaping that's the secret to this whole fucking realm here. Can't escape either going to hell or going to bliss. You're going to go to one or the other. So just to think like, oh, I can just be neutral and just be okay. That's not how it's happening because you're just okay sends you to hell. The only guard you have about not going to hell is figuring out how to be much more than okay. Now, one of the main things is to feel good about the future, to feel like you're moving into something better, to feel like you're progressing into something stronger. Now, everything that this society gives us is a message of the opposite. You're in decline. You're getting older. You're dying. There's this, there's this long tradition of dying that we are all a party to. And it has been induced by the subtle suggestion of everybody else. And we've all just been brought into this world. And and it's a world of trying to make you feel demoralized, depressed. Why? Because otherwise there would be overpopulation. If everybody here, and then we'd really get demoralized. (laughs) Well, some people would. But the point is, is that, they're trying to kill us here. Why? It's just, it, it's, it's, it's kind of how nature works. It's like if you, if you over-proliferate, you're going to end up with a society with a sort of suicidal mentality. And it's sort of like, okay, we have to just encourage everyone to like not live too long. Otherwise, the resources will not keep up with the birth rate. 
Now, I don't think there's any grand conspiracy here or any Illuminati controlling this. I think it's sort of like endemic. It's like if you have a sick population of a bunch of unhappy people, there will be like a plague of negativity, of disease, of anything that just tearing war, tearing through it to control the population. It's it becomes necessary to inculcate a sense of demoralization. So right now, like everybody's like so freaked out that like, oh no, maybe like Trump might become president again. And actually some people are actually happy about it. Some people like think he'd be great to have back again. It's like, but, but, and they're just like, oh no, what if we have another Biden administration? Oh no. And it's just like, people feel so anxious about like what's going to happen in politics. And it really is like irrelevant. You can be blissful in the most ridiculous dictatorship, okay? I mean, we practically live in a police state anyway. I don't want to equivocate because I understand that under a fascist state, it would be a lot worse. But, you know, when you're driving, you're in a fascist state, you know? Like, if you're in a car and you're driving, like, that that road does not belong to you. You are being watched by a fascist police force that will lock you up for some bullshit. So it's just, we're, we, we manage fine. You know, just when you're driving, like just make sure you don't swerve lanes, make sure you don't do anything that captures the attention of the fascist police, speeding, swerving in and out of lanes, anything that just, they're going to look at it and be like, let me pull this motherfucker over and give them an impossible sobriety test. So just be careful with that. But aside from all this stuff that's going around uh, around us, you're if you're developing yourself and you can just acknowledge yourself, am I in pain today? Am I actually declining today or I am improving today? Be your own judge of it. Don't fucking listen to any of these fucking people, including me. Be your own judge of it. I'm just trying to look, get you to look the other way. You don't have to listen to me, but you do have to question what everyone else has been telling you. And what they've been telling you is that you're declining, that you get to a certain age, like 25, 26, and then you're on the decline. Then you start to die. You grow, 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 and then you're at your pinnacle and your mid-20s. And then after that, goodbye. We'll see you. You're starting to go down the other slope, and you'll soon be dead and old and crippled. So, of course, then they encourage you, well, enjoy your life. Oh, don't worry about those dietary restrictions. Enjoy your life. And you become more compulsive in wanting to do so. You seek pleasures. You seek um, drugs. You seek a feeling of, of, of something better. And so you, you reach for foods, you reach for things, you overindulge yourself. And yes, you kill yourself slowly, sometimes not so slowly. Sugar is the main like source of this. Like if you're just like bored and you're walking around and like you'll just throw some fucking sugar in your mouth. It's fucking poison. It's destroying your body. And But it tastes so nice and sweet and it's such a distraction from the ho-hum existence that you've accepted. Make no mistake. It's not that you have a ho-hum existence because that's just the way it is. 
No, you've just un- you haven't figured out how to regulate your emotion. You haven't figured out how to make the bliss in yourself. And so, one of the main things that blocks bliss is the the active mind, the mind that is disengaged and is not actively thinking like in an intentional way, and is just letting thoughts just sort of happen in the a, a mind that is just sort of free float thinking without any observation of the thinking, just kind of ruminating. That mind is such a block of on bliss, and everybody has been infected with it. It's just like a, a calculator that is always on, and the buttons are being pressed, and equations are being created. The only thing that fixes, like that makes that a little bit better, is sleep with an REM focus, like dreamed sleep. What dreams do is dreams allow you to to kind of channel all that fucking shit of like those um, uh, particles of thinking, particles of thought that just are fleet through your head and cause different emotions and cause you to feel not very good and bring down your normal, the normal bliss level of, of the animal that you are. You were first and foremost an animal without a thinking brain without a without a a neocortex which is called the new cortex of the mind that grew on top of our ape mind and our ape mind was very blissful and then we grew this cortex over it and it started having all these thoughts and and because we we traded knowledge we we thought oh well we like this brain because it gives us the ability to do all kinds of things that other animals can't do, but it also inculcates in us a sense of of, of dissatisfaction that we never had before the neocortex came. And then it's only fostered by a society that sees it as necessary to inculcate it, one, to keep capitalism going. That's the, the, the smaller goal. And then the larger goal is just we we need to control this population. I mean, that's just reality. So you have to fight against that. As a human being, you have to understand that, like, you're here to feel bliss and you're here to take in oxygen as much as you possibly can and, like, blow out your version of carbon dioxide, not the dirty kind that comes out of cars, but the, the human carbon dioxide. You're here to create that uh, and and to feel happy doing it and to be happy doing it. And guess what? When you control a certain amount of carbon dioxide when you're happy, it is like a rarefied air. And it's not such high quality when you create because one, you don't make that much of it. And also it it may just come down to quantity. You're just not making enough because when you're in a like a sort of a depressive state, you don't breathe a lot. You don't create a lot of carbon dioxide. You're you're a low producer, and it it just goes hand in hand with your 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 bad mood. So, anything you can do to get yourself to remember to do the um, the breathing, like as much as like you really just have to be constantly catching yourself and being like. I mean, literally, count to. 50 before you 
but do it but breathe qu- breathe quickly don't worry about those long deep breaths where you you'll never get to 50 you know i mean you can get a counter and you can get certain things i like to just use uh i mean i have like an addiction to nicotine so i'll get one of those vapes but just like one day a week i have to take that vape and i have to throw it out like the window after a day because you don't want to be addicted to the nicotine. The nicotine is like a whole other fucked up thing. But it's it's like you can use addiction to train yourself to breathe and then make sure that you do not allow that addiction to um, to fester and to, to, to be repeated. Um, as long as you're taking the breaths that you need to take, you really won't need your addiction, but you can use your addiction sort of like as a Pavlovian tool to get yourself to learn how to just breathe normally. And sometimes it takes like the goal of getting a hit off a of vape or whatever to get me personally to like get back in the rhythm of breathing. So I'll just be like, okay, I got to breathe for three minutes and then I'll hit off this fucking vape. And I'll do that for fucking three minutes. You know what three minutes of breathing like that does? It just sends you into a whole other realm than you were before. Three minutes of Wim Hof breathing, which is how we should really be breathing at all times. It's how we breathe before we develop the neocortex that we now have. And it was just like this. It was just like a faster, more quiet. I'm just breathing like in a noisy way for you to hear the pattern, but it's like it doesn't have to be noisy. It can be like I don't know if you can hear that. But it's like, if you're just breathing like that, you are, by the way, you are breathing like that when you're just not even thinking about it. That's how you are breathing. So you're just kind of accentuating a little bit, making it a little bit more intentional and taking in way more oxygen. Because when you're not thinking about it, you know, when you haven't trained your breathing, because this is all about training your breathing. You it, you don't want to have to be thinking about breathing all the time. You want to kind of make it instinctual. And the only way to do that is to repeat it consciously until your instinct kind of like picks up on it. So whatever you got to do to get there, if you're addicted to something, you could try using this to get you. Now, I'm not telling you to go back to your addiction. If you've, if you've successfully like broken away from it, don't do it. You don't need to do it. Find find a lesser, you know, if you have really have a hard time with addiction, don't use this method. But the, if you're able to, like, get something and then just chuck it out the window after, like, 24 hours, then, then go ahead. Use it. Uh, that's what addiction is for. Addiction is for training us to get to a, a higher level. And And we're being trained now to, you know, there's going to be immortals that are that are walking the earth today that are going to walk the earth for the next few thousand years, and there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to die and get old. And so you just need to understand if if you want to be one of these people that doesn't die, if they want to be these people that kind of stays young and just gets better with age, you have to kind of look. You have to have a feeling of excitement about the future. To have a, have have a lot of oxygen in your lungs. Now, how do you get, you know, how do people, how do you get the excitement about the future? 
because like, you know, some people just, you know, I'm working this crappy ass job. I don't have that much time, spare time to do much. Uh, you know, I'm running around trying to make ends meet. Like, I don't really feel that like secure. I feel like, Oh shit. Like we're going to get a fascist government pretty soon. Like we're going to have to be like, (laughs) you know, in concentration camps and like, how do you, now, what you can do is, like, artistically, like, if you can develop yourself artistically, it gives you a sense of the future being bright. No matter what, no matter what war-torn situation you live in, if you're doing art and you're improving and you're getting better, that gives you a sense of the future just getting better and better because you're going to get better and better at this art. It's a self-referential uh, um, yardstick that can be like, oh, I'm getting better at this. You know, it does. It can be a sport. It can be anything that you can get better at and that you can like improve upon. You know, even if it's just like working out or getting stronger, building muscle, having a goal of some sort, prove your. You can measure with objective uh, measures that you're that you're you're, you're moving forward. So. That's one way to have a, you know, just to feel like the future is bright. It doesn't matter about like financially and all that stuff. It's just sort of like your self-development is going in a certain direction and it's up. Now, in terms of, phys- you know, keeping your physical body in, in, in the best possible shape, we've discussed the eating. The eating is just like <laughs> the only reason that you reach for the things that you shouldn't eat first is because you're depressed and you need some kind of mouthful stimulation to get you out of depression which this is like so you 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 know that's you know that's what snacking is snacking in front of a television is just like trying to get a certain bliss feeling just from from being like vegging out and just like letting a tv take over your mind and at the same time putting some like food, like some tasty morsels into the mouth. Now, I recommend that if you're ever just like need to just pure straight up snack, like get a, like a single, get like an, get a, basically get some almonds, salted almonds, and just eat one by one for a little while. You'll get sick of them. You won't be able to eat that many. You'll be like, okay, I've had enough of these fucking almonds. Whereas with a potato chip, you can eat like five bags and then you'll you'll like be full. You'll be like hungry in five more minutes for another five bags. And that's true of all the other filler stuff. So like nuts are like these dense, um, dense nutrients. So you once you eat them, like one, you don't get hungry again for a long time, and because they have fat in them and they're. They're, 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 they have nutrients, and your body's like, good, I just ate. I got, I got vitamins. The reason your body gets hungry initially is because it doesn't have vitamins. And if you feed it with things that do not have vitamins, then it just gets hungry again because you didn't actually feed it. And then with the things that you put in there with the, zero, with the low vitamins, it just gets stored as fat in your body. And then hopefully, if, you know, they're hoping that at some point you have – you have some kind of starvation coming and then they can feed on that. But if you don't, it just gets stored there. So like anytime you, you look at something, you're like, what, what is, you know, putting it in my mouth? Like, is it going to be stuffing? (laughs) 
Or is it just going to be food? Like, is it going to be food that actually nourishes my cells and, and makes me stronger? Or is this going to be stuffing for my pillows in my body? Because your body has little pillows, you know. There's one in your gut. There's one in your. There's a couple in your face. There's some in behind your ass, and those they get filled with stuffing, and the stuffing is the shit has no that has no vitamins. So just make sure you're like when you're hungry, you're reaching for shit that has vitamins, and like there's like these energy bars that are like you know mostly. Um, nuts, for example, like, and they, they, they do a good job with these. Like when you, when you, when you're dealing with like, you know, the processed food, if it's mostly nuts, probably a good thing, even if it is processed, but if it's not, if it's just like a bunch of other stuff that you really don't know what it is and it's like, oh, it's protein. It's like, look, it's not. Okay. Just. Don't be fooled by the marketing, okay? You can see the nuts, you know, that you can taste them. <laughs> and your body will know, too. Like, if you have one of these energy bars and you're hungry again, like, um, you know, 20 minutes later for another one, then, you know, it's probably not the good, greatest thing. Like, food should should make you anything you eat should make you full for at least five hours so if you're not eating something like that like you're just you're putting stuffing in your body and it's 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 affecting your mood too because in order for your um body to store this stuffing it has to increase your insulin levels which bring down your blood sugar and when your blood sugar feels like a little bit below level you don't tend to feel so great. So you reach for more. The insulin that comes in to reduce your blood sugar always gives you a like a sense, you know, it makes you depressed when it's finished doing its job. After it's stuffed all the, you know, after it's created stuffing out of your excess calories and excess sugar, it's it's left you feeling kind of blah. So it's very important that you just like understand how food affects your mood and the the less nutrient dense your food is, the more it swings your blood sugar and the more insulin has to come in and then uh, convert that food into stuffing (laughs) stored fat, basically for you to burn at some later date when there's a famine, which there will never be. So it is a, there's a, there's a huge connection eating and 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 mood so and then that affects your breathing because you know if you're just feeling blah no amount of breathing is going to get you out of that blah feeling the only thing that you feel might is some more food or something or so drugs and that's a diminishing return and it's you know unless you can come to certain realizations when you take these drugs and understand the stuff that I'm talking about, because that's that's what happened to me. I mean, I took drugs. I took drugs, and I was like, "Hey, this I can't really rely on these drugs for this feeling. Like, I have to figure out how to feel this way without the drugs. Like, I have to understand that I'm here to feel good. So, drugs helped me come to that realization. But then I started to understand that like drugs can easily 
fuck you up just as much as anything. Just just because they gave you the gift of some insight doesn't mean that they could be your permanent crutch. They can't be. Your crutch is going to be staying physically strong, progressing, making yourself stronger, like building your muscle. Like you have muscle, it's either growing or it's fucking atrophying. There's no fucking stasis. There's no getting toned. You're either improving or you're or you're or you're getting worse. You're declining. So in every metric, you can kind of, and then that builds excitement for the future. That builds into something that makes you stronger with each day. Now I've mentioned too, like anybody that like uses any kind of drug on a continual basis every day is never going to be able to have bliss. Never. Why? Because you it, it, any kind of drug, mind-altering substance, alcohol, weed come to mind, but basically any mind-altering substance doesn't allow you to have good sleep. And you need a break from this substance for you to have the good sleep and for you to have the dreams. Vivid fucking lucid dreams. Once you have a few of those you and then you wake up from those, you really understand, like, wow, like, I needed that. Like, my brain is now working much better. I'm not as depressed. I'm rested. I feel like a different fucking person. I don't feel blah at all. REM sleep is so important. Three to, you know, at least two nights of sleep without a drug in, involved at all will fix you every week and reset you for and then you can go you can go back go back to your weed go back to your alcohol it'll be it'll work better your tolerance will be like you know set again reset you won't need a whole ton of it just to feel a little bit really to feel nothing to feel normal instead of just feel like total blah to normal, that's basically your high when you're just like constantly taking a drug and you don't give yourself any time off, any nights off. Then you're just, you become, you're just like trying to use the drug to get to like a little bit, un, you know, a little bit above blah. But we need to be feeling a lot above blah. So by all means, use your drugs to get there. But But be the, you know, Use them in a way that makes them effective. Use them in a way that actually brings you to bliss and not just one little smidgen line over blah. And the only way to do that is to get off them and then come back on them. Sometimes it's good to get off them for like a year. And sometimes it's good to just get off them completely. And I think I would advocate for that eventually about any drug. But make no mistake, using a drug like every single day, it's just, it's not going to help you anyway. And and these things are here to help. They're not here to fucking hold you down. As much as people like want to say like, oh no, no matter what, drugs are bad. No, they're not. They're, They're useful tools, but they can also be misused. But you have to understand the real goal of life. The goal of life, the goal of life is for you to be bliss, 
Oh. And guess what? It's the natural state of your being. It's once you step out of the way, once you get your thoughts from like just churning and, and, and affect, you know, anytime you can just be like, hey, what am I thinking of right now? Anytime you can just make yourself stop just churning your mind and just putting oxygen into your lungs, putting oxygen into your breath and just go, get on a roll with it. Get on a roll with it and use whatever means necessary to make it a pattern in your life to breathe that way. Now, the food is a major issue because it's like if you're not eating the right way, it's going to be so fucking hard to breathe the right way and vice versa. And this whole thing about, you know, let it, not letting your mind just think on its own, that'll be impossible. If you're if you're not breathing and if you're not eating right, it's just impossible. And the only thing that will just make you feel anywhere near any kind of good is just more food, more of the drug. But it's not even good anymore. It's just one step above law. So also working on yourself in a way that you can see objective progress so that you have a sense of the future and you have a sense, at least personally, the future is bright and you have an excitement about it. These are the recipes for the bliss in life. It's very, they're not very, it's not, it's not that complicated. So in terms of like the eating thing, it's just like protein. Something with like a lot of protein, it's probably like the best thing to reach for when you're hungry. But you do have to make sure you're eating your, you know, a good, a good um, balanced diet. Of, of a lot of vegetables. Protein, and then you eat some vegetables, and then, hey, if you want to indulge and have some empty-ass food that has no nutrients, that's fine. I mean, we've always done that. Like, it's kind of like set up for us. Like, we have dessert at the end. We don't have it at the beginning. And dessert is, you know, a pizza is dessert, okay? Like, a piece of bread is dessert, a piece of meat is a, is a food since time immemorial. And some vegetables is a good way to chase that food. And it was like a great way to feed the bacteria in our guts, which also control our happiness, by the way. That's a huge microbiome that is controlling our sense of, of, of well-being in our fucking gut. And we need to respect it and we need to like feed it by giving it certain vegetables. The protein is for us. The vegetables really for the microbes. And also, if you can, like, do do your research on vitamins and what, you know, on the latest cutting edge on, like, what vitamins you should be taking, like, some of them are helpful. And they make a difference. It's, it's, you, you won't notice it, but you'll just, like, in a subtle sense, you will. This is Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.